Whistleblower Report, exposing lies, deceptions, and all that has assaulted our way of life. We must take back our freedom and live as God designed in a free America that honors our Constitution and our Creator. Our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. For such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. This is Dr. Lee for America with the Whistleblower Report, and this is the military segment. Very tragic story that we are sharing with you today from the parents of a Marine who was killed by the COVID shot. And I say killed because this was an unlawful order forcing our military to take experimental use authorized shots, experimental, investigational, emergency use authorized, not fully FDA approved in violation of the Uniform Code of Military Justice Regulations that have protected our troops, in violation of congressional federal laws passed by Congress, and in violation of our U.S. Constitution. All of us, military and civilian, have the absolute right to bodily autonomy, bodily integrity, and to refuse an experimental treatment. And that was passed by Congress as federal law following the successful court challenge to the mandated anthrax vaccine in 20 years ago. And that was decided by the court and Congress reinforced with additional federal laws protecting the right of our troops to refuse an experimental medical treatment or vaccine so that the anthrax debacle would never happen again. And there it is. The DOD, the Department of Defense, political bureaucrats that are answerable to the government, not not to the Constitution, have again mandated and coerced and forced an experimental use product. They knew when Secretary Lloyd Austin issued the COVID shot mandate in August 2021 that there were no fully FDA approved products to be administered to the troops. There were not any then. There have not been any FDA approved COVID shots for civilian or military ever since. All of the COVID shots are experimental. And they knew that. And the commanders and leaders from the top down, from the Pentagon down, coerced and forced these COVID shots on our troops. And today you're going to hear the tragic story of one who lost his life in service to America 
but in service to an unlawful order. As you heard in our extensive press conference with the attorneys and the military service members speaking out and bringing to light the laws that have been violated here. Rory Lynn was 41 years old and a Marine. He was forced to get the Moderna vaccine on May 5th, May 15th, 2021, while he was a patient in the Arkansas VA hospital. At the time, he was being treated for PTSD. While still in the hospital in June 2021, he was given the second Moderna vaccine. And then when Rory started a job at the Cox Hospital as a laboratory technician in February 2022, the Cox Employment Human Resources Employment Requirements coerced him to get a booster on February 8, 2022. On April 23rd, 2022, just a little over two months later, Rory died instantly of a blood clot and heart failure. In his parents' view, he was killed by the experimental vaccine, having been coerced to get it in two different situations, one under the military control with the VA hospital and one under the private employer Cox Hospital. Mr. and Mrs. Lynn are with me today to share their story of their son's life and his successes in life until his tragic death and what they've been doing to hold people accountable and to share this story to help prevent such horrific loss from hitting another family. Mr. and Mrs. Lynn, thank you for joining us today on the program. And my sincere uh, just there, I, I don't even know what to say. There are no words to describe how heinous this is, that the powers that be knew that the shots were dangerous. They knew they were not FDA approved and they continued to actually pay private employers to push the shots and the government incentives to push the shots in many different areas schools, universities, private employers. It's it's just truly horrific. So thank you for being here to share the story today. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Lee. Lee. Appreciate you very much. We, uh, we want to honor our son in every way we can. As you said, he was a proud Marine, served his country in the Persian Gulf War. And uh, he was a very strong, big, strong, guy that uh, just unexpectedly died and we feel like that it was myocarditis and we're we're finding out things linda is actually more of a uh at at really good at at, uh, terminology and working uh through um 
the the health field than I am. I, my background is is uh, speech and drama, and I taught English. But um, our son was it's really interesting. He he'd kind of be fun, make fun with me because he'd wonder he he really uh, appreciated and and enjoyed and loved me very much, but. But he often thought it was interesting that that I didn't know everything that he knew about the healthcare, and uh, I wish he was here now. He was an engineer, and he was also worked as a a lab tech, as you as you know. So he was really good at that, and so he was uh, cum laude. He graduated uh, with honors uh, when he graduated from from school or college. Uh, in, in this, and he worked very hard, and he was very proud of what he what he did. And the the proud thing about it was he worked for a few years, Doctor Lee, uh, there in the healthcare. Um, he did this on his own while he was going to school. Um, he did it as a um, volunteer, a volunteer, and then so he knew the hospital there uh, like the back of your hand, but. Uh, but he cared for people, and that that was most important. He wanted to be the light on the hill, and and that's how he really tried to work through, you know. And we have a lot of friends now that are in the healthcare industry. We have a lot of friends now because Linda writes Christian music here in Branson. But we have a lot of friends that uh, that are very close to us that help us through this. Um, but it's still very tragic, and and no one can understand it. Uh, you know, and hopefully no one ever has to go through this. Although there's been more people, there have been more of younger people who have passed away. I've found out now in the past like 12 months, when it took 12 years for the Vietnam War to take 60,000 of our very, very young people. But in 12 months, we've lost 60,000 very, very young people. And and that's that's a fact. And Everyone should look into that and knows that. So many things that I could talk about, but we have a, a doctor friend of ours, Dr. Robert Olson, who has uh, asked me to, to read and to update myself on a lot of these things because we want to honor our son, Rory. We're reading Edward Dowd's Cause Unknown book here, which is full of factual material here. So anyway, um, that's it. Uh, I. Uh, I'm very, very sad that this happened, and uh, we're we're sure missing our son. He was very vibrant, very strong. Rory was a wonderful young man. He was loved by everybody, and he exuded love. The thing about Rory was, if you sat and talked to him, and there were people all around, he would never look at anybody else. He wanted to find out what you were saying. He loved people, and they loved him. And uh What's what, to me, Dr. Lee, it, it's, it is a crime against humanity, what they've done to our, our young men and all people that had uh, were subject to the vaccines. If we had gotten the vaccines, well, as they were pushing that on, on them on us, we probably wouldn't be alive today. And there's so many people, there are young friends in our town that are dying unexpectedly and, and not just young, but, you know, they put it under the cover like, uh, did they get the vaccine? No one, no one wants to bring that up. No one wants to make an issue of it. They just said he died. He died. Well, now our friends are finding out that our son died from the booster. It was, I think it was more the booster 
I mean, I don't know, it's accumulation, you, you being the doctor and all would know, but it's heartbreaking because he was one young, accomplished, beautiful, handsome, six foot five young man, and he's no longer here and our lives have completely changed. Yeah, it's factual and you can look into it. And as you said, the pharmaceutical companies, um, especially those that were administering uh, the injections, the vaccine, uh, Pfizer for sure knew from the outset when he, they were doing the study with young people when they were administering the vaccination to them that they were asymptomatic to um, myocarditis. And so there are a lot of people today who have had, or I'd say everyone who, have, who has had, especially young people who have had the, uh, the vaccination, um, don't know that they are asymptomatic to myocarditis and their parents don't know. And they're going to be affect, that's gonna affect them for the rest of their lives. It's too bad that we understood that as, as older Americans, we are senior citizens and we have two doctors that have told us not to get the vaccine. Three doctors. Three, right. And so we haven't, but uh, our son was, well, I guess you could say coerced. He, he was, he felt like that that was his duty because they pushed him into doing that, the VA and also the, uh, the, the healthcare system that he worked for. Well, the, the thing is, we told the doctors there at Fayetteville, we're in Branson, Missouri, and we told the doctors, do not give him the vaccine. And they did it anyway. And so that's a crime. Well, it is. And do you, do you have any legal action pending? Well, we're working with Dr. Olson now, and that's what we were trying to do to hook up with uh, Dr. McCullough and to see, I mean, not, I'm sorry, it's Dr. McCullough, but it's the, it's the attorney. Oh, now I can't think of his name who is actively going against this situation. So that's well, there are, there actually are a number of attorneys that have filed cases on the vaccine wrongful death. There are some that are speaking in public, but don't have a lot of cases filed. We actually, the foundation is working with a team that has actually carried forward a number of lawsuits. So uh, there may be um, disabled rights advocates, for example, is a law firm that has been representing a lot of the military service members in particularly, and they have military law attorneys as well as civilian constitutional rights attorneys. And we work closely with them and Warner Mendenhall's law firm. So those are the firms that are actually filing cases in these types of situations. So you might think about considering a consultation with one or both of those. Yes, we certainly want to do that. Yes, we do. We didn't yes. know what was available. Right. Well, we have, um, in fact, the Medical Freedom Legal Defense Fund for the foundation actually has the potential. We have a lot of attorneys that we work with that are actually filing the cases and 
you don't hear them out in the media talking about it because they're actually doing the legal work. Mm -hmm. And so we may be able to, if you write um, to info at truthforhealth.org, we may be able to connect you with firms that can look at the case and evaluate it. And then our medical team can review medical records and make recommendations. So those are some resources that the foundation as a public charity, that's partly what our donors have been supporting in as they donate to the public charity and our medical freedom, legal defense fund. This is how we use those funds is helping people get the support for litigation. And we're hoping that you can get more help and more support. So we want to be a part of that also very much. So Dr. Lee, yes, we do. Well, great, because we, we really want to broaden our litigation support and that takes donors. So we thank you for your interest. And, and I do want us to try and help you get to um, attorneys that can help advocate for you because if you if you told the doctors at the hospital that you did not want him vaccinated when he was a patient yes and if you if you had his power of attorney or you were his advocates when he was particularly at the va when he was under treatment for a Uh, for PTSD, which comes under the heading of a psychiatric disorder. And it is important under the law that people have an advocate. And if they, if they did not honor your directives as his advocates, then that, that violates Americans with disability act litigation. In fact, we have a a segment on that coming up on our legal symposium this next Monday night, June 19th. So that may be something you want to listen to, and I can connect you with the attorneys working on that. Yes. Yes, we would very much so. Yes. Uh, And as a matter of fact, Dr. Lee, uh, if we'd have been told that he was going to be getting the vaccines, which we were his legal um, yeah, we were his legal guardian, legal guardian at the time, at the time. At, the, at the time. So if we were told that, that he was going to be getting the, the vaccine, we would have said, no, he should not. He had a little bit of a blood disorder. It was a, a type two that we understand now that a lot of people don't know this, but it was a, a type factor two, two factor two. And that's what I have. He, he, uh, he actually got it from me. Um, he should no, never have had no. the vaccines. Yes. So, so we, we would have told them that if they would they have knew asked that. us. They yes. knew his record. They knew his whole situation. His medical records were, were there. Yeah. So they he should. had a factor two deficiency or a factor two mutation. Yes. Mutation. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, then uh, again, given the vascular damage with the shots that was known, and the risk of abnormal clotting and bleeding, then you're, you're absolutely right. It would have been contraindicated had they followed the correct 
CDC and FDA guidelines. Absolutely. There may be, you know, we we really need to help you get a good legal opinion on on the facts, the medical facts of this case, because there may be more avenues open to you than you realize through the Americans with Disability Act regulations and some of the contraindications for failure to, to accurately take into account his medical history. So they, there may be some aspects that get around the immunity provisions under the PREP Act, but that's going to take a good legal team and team of people working with the medical team to look at the facts of the case. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. What we find is that the value of Truth for Health Foundation medical team working with our legal advisory council and our law firm teams is that we come together as a medical legal team to evaluate the facts of the case and look for solutions that relate to the facts of the case that involve violation of human and civil rights secured by law and that get around some of the immunity provisions. Yes. Yes. So I, I would be happy to um, look at whatever records you already have, and we can get our, our legal advisors to take a look at it. And what is your state of residence? We're in Missouri. Okay. Um, and what, what was Rory's state of residence? Missouri. Okay. And the VA hospital, of course, is, is a really a, considered a federal institution. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yes. And that's where he got the shot against your directives. Yes. And that was in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. the closest big um, hospital for veterans. Veterans, veterans hospital, yeah. the nearest healthcare system. Biggest one. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, we'll work together on this, and you can coordinate through my assistant Gladys. So I, I, I think this is critical information, and the public needs to know that for any of you listening who've had these kinds of devastating situations in your own family where someone has either been severely injured and incapacitated or has died from the COVID shot, then there may be more avenues for legal redress than you realize. And that's, that's important. But the court of public opinion is also where you are bringing this out so that you are waking up the public to the damage that is possible. To stop any further deaths, wrongful deaths. This, this shouldn't happen to anybody, any people, or any parents. There's so many things that I could say. It's been a, <clears throat> a journey for us that's unusual. And every turn, like going through the, the VA hospital and things like that, we expect them and everyone that is uh, in, in power, I guess you would say, to do the right thing. But uh, we're finding out that this is not happening. And especially it's getting 
uh, difficult with our federal federal laws here now and, and federally with the pharmaceutical companies and also with the folks that are in power, you know, politically. Uh, President Biden said one time, and I quote this, he said, this has become an epidemic. Uh, this has become a real problem. And it's a, it's a, it's a, what do we call it? It's a, it's an, it's an epidemic because uh, for those people who have not taken the vaccine for the unvaccinated, how did he put that? He was uh, the people, you know, were becoming um, an epidemic because of the people that are unvaccinated, but it's become completely the opposite of that. It's a hundred percent opposite of that. It's become another pandemic. It's the se second pandemic because of the people who are vaccinated. Mm -hmm. um, it's become a ve very real pandemic. And so he should have said, it's a pandemic. It's another pandemic for those people who are vaccinated. Well, and also our other son, he was vaccinated in order to take a cruise. His whole family had to get vaccinated. The bad thing is I've never seen them be, have so many symptoms. You know, whatever pronounced symptoms they had, such as um, allergies and, and uh, digestive problems and pains, those things have been expanded more so in their bodies and they're more vulnerable now. So I see it. And also I want to find out from uh, a medical field what we can give these kids of ours so that they can have uh, a treatment for to fight off the attack of the the uh, ingredients in the vaccine. You know, they talk about the mRNA and the DNA. They talk about all this changes in your system. So uh, we're kind of trying to, we're so sad over the loss of our one son. We don't want to lose our other family. Well, exactly right, Linda. And in the second half today, I want to talk more about exactly that point, because there are ways to properly evaluate and treat people with the complications of these horrific mRNA gene therapy shots that are damaging every organ system in the body. Yes. And you're right, the pandemic that is still ahead of us is the pandemic of the complications of autoimmune disorders, cancers, heart attacks, strokes, and death Absolutely. from those who are the walking wounded having gotten these experimental shots. That is very real. And we'll talk more about that in the second half. Let's take a break right now and we'll be back. We'll talk more about what happened to Rory and what people can do, what you can do as parents to give information to your other son and his family so that they can better protect their health going forward. And for all of you listening, please check out our website, www.truthforhealth.org. We will be right back after the break. I want all of you to download our vaccine injury treatment guide and look at all of the options available to help you on your roadmap to recovery. And if you've been injured by the COVID shots and you're alive, 
fill out one of our citizens' vaccine injury reporting system forms, and we will then use that to help you get resources, both legally and medically, to help in your recovery. This is Dr. Lee for America. We'll be right back after the break. The family of Juliana Parker would sincerely like to thank the Truth for Health Foundation. Without their help and support, we never could have gotten our mother out of the hospital and into our home so that we could be with her for the last week of her life. They gave us the strength, the courage, the knowledge, the list of things that we needed to do in order to prepare for that. And they were there at a critical moment when it came to moving her out. Welcome back to the second half of the Whistleblower Report. This is Dr. Lee for America here with Mr. and Mrs. Lynn, who are the parents of Rory Lynn, a Marine who served America in the Persian Gulf, and a young man, 41 years old, who died from getting the experimental COVID shot unlawfully so because he was a patient in the hospital and his parents who were his legal guardian said they specifically did not want him to receive the COVID shot because he had a medical contraindication with a type two or factor two mutation that led to bleeding abnormalities that the COVID shot could aggravate, which as it turned out, it likely did. Then in addition, he was subject to another unlawful requirement or mandate by a private employer who again was coercing and forcing the experimental gene therapy shot in order to have a job. Again, that's in violation of the constitution, the Nuremberg Code, and in the military VA system, It's a violation of the Uniform Code of Military Justice and multiple federal laws. So all the way around, Rory Lynn, who as a Marine volunteered to serve our country, was killed by an unlawful order for an experimental agent that our own Department of Defense knew was dangerous before they ever required it for our soldiers. And that evidence is more and more clearly the case. So this all the way around is a horrific tragedy. And his parents are speaking out to help other families avoid a similar fate. So back to what you were saying, Linda and and Bud, about your other son, I, I, I want you to know that the website resource that we've made available, and I personally spent many hours working on writing it and with our team of people, the Vaccine Injury Treatment Guide, it's about a 20-page booklet that people can download free. Now, we appreciate those who donate to support our work, but you can download it free And we encourage people to print that booklet and look at the step-by-step roadmap to recovery 
for those who've gotten the shot and have had all these complications. We go through what are some of the complications that occur, what are the symptoms, and then there's a fact sheet that I put in there based upon all I've been doing in my own medical practice with all the lab tests that can be done. It's not an exhaustive list, but it's the basic labs to determine damage to the various organs of the body, including all of the endocrine organs and those that are involved in the immune system and inflammation. Mm. And then I have a lot of imaging studies that are very highly specialized imaging studies that help to diagnose what the problem is better than our standard diagnostic imaging. And then we go through the treatments that are available with prescription medicines, the right kinds of foods, anti-inflammatory foods, immune boosting foods, for example, nutraceuticals, vitamins, supplements, and even things like hyperbaric oxygen therapy. So there's, there's a wealth of resources in that booklet that you can use to help the rest of your family. Yes. That's great. Yeah. And we need to do that for sure because he's, he works in law enforcement and uh, he's worked over 20 years in law enforcement. Our other son, he's older than, than Rory, but, um, and uh, he has, we have grandchildren uh, that have also been vaccinated. Um, They required them to be vaccinated in what they did in their school. And so it's, uh, it's become a very difficult situation for us to see, you know, this happening. But uh, uh, it's, it's, like I say, it's ironic that here we are senior citizens and we've had doctors tell us that uh, we should not uh, get the vaccination. Well, I'm factor five, Leiden and Bud's factor two. Yeah. So our doctors, Christian doctors said, do not get the vaccines. You won't be alive in, in three years, basically. Oh, if you have factor five laden mutation that increases the risk of blood clots yes, and, and you have that genetic risk to get the COVID shot absolutely could be a death sentence because it, all, it also increases the risk of blood clotting through multiple areas of damage. Yeah. So yeah. that, that is you, you were fortunate that there was someone in your medical care team that provide that gave you accurate information yes well one doctor uh, who worked for cox said you must get the vaccine and we said well no we'll get another consultation and we talked to our christian doctor who we've been with for years and he said no he said you won't be alive and he didn't i don't know if he said three years but he said you won't be alive after that so, and then we were going to take a cruise and they required us to take the vaccine. And we went, we, it took us a year and a half to get them to understand we weren't going to get the vaccine. And finally, our doctor signed the papers that we, we didn't, we ended up not doing the cruise because we didn't want to mess with those kind of people that were going to force us to do something that would be unhealthy for us. Well, so- I agree with you wholeheartedly. You, you know, it's outrageous that cruise ships were forcing people to get an experimental shot they all ought to all be sued That's but right. i 
I've said to my patients and my friends and anybody that would listen, there is no cruise, no travel, nothing that is worth my life. No. My life is God-given and they do not control it with these unlawful policies. That's right. Amen. That's right. Another thing about Rory I was going to mention, uh, and this is significant in his value of life and God and country. He just got ordained and he wanted to have a ministry in addition to his lab work and all. He he was a well-rounded, beautiful, intelligent young man that wanted to make a difference. He said, Mom, I wrote something in my Facebook. I said, I want to be of service to people. I want to love people. I don't want to criticize people. Um, Basically, it wanted to be a humanitarian and help people out. And Rory posted on my Facebook. He said, Mom, I want to be just like you. Hmm. And that just touched me because that was his heart. And he's not Um, here. That that is so incredible. You know, I had the thought as you were speaking, he is not here physically. His Mm -hmm. spirit is with you and all of us through Christ. And yes, his ministry can be carried forward through what you are doing in your music, in your Christian music and in your ministry in his name and memory and and i have further thoughts about the whole ptsd issue mm -hmm. because it is not a psychiatric disorder it is a medical endocrine inflammatory disorder that is being treated psychiatrically with approaches that actually can make it worse And so there may be a lot of combination of your efforts and a ministry related to Rory and his life and his his goals that tie in with our medicine and ministry program and our efforts to help expose the fact that the VA and the military have been treating PTSD as a psychiatric disorder with drugs that make it worse. Yes, yes, that's true. But it seems like the Christian side and uh, those that are uh, that believe in Christ, they're the ones that are actually speaking out more than uh, than people who are on the outside. You might say, uh, for some reason, where the the Christian side, when you watch Daystar on you know television. You see this, that they are interviewing the people who, who matter in this because they are speaking out against the vaccinations. Yes, you're exactly right. And actually, I've called out the mainstream churches for some time that they are standing more for the government narrative and answering to the government narrative than God's word. And we, the remnant, really need to be the ones leading back to the truth of God's word and God's gift of life. Yes. That is not the government's to control. It's not. Absolutely not. Yeah, churches seems like uh, some are dancing around this as they are other issues that aren't uh, acceptable in the Bible. Um but uh, it's, uh, 
it's kind of turned that way, you know. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, think about it. I, I mean, so many of our churches have been co-opted. The Christian message has been co-opted by prosperity theory and by um, mm -hmm. social justice. And look at all of the churches. I mean, even right there in Dallas, home of Daystar. Mm -hmm. First Baptist yep. Church, mega church minister gets up and tells people that it is their Christian duty to take the COVID shot. And I'm oh, sitting there God. thinking, you're a minister oh, of the word God. of God. And you're oh. saying that people should defile the body that is the temple of the Holy Spirit oh, through my. which we serve him and oh, defile my. that with a gene therapy shot. Mm. In my book, that was heresy. It is. It's I think it is. Terrific. Yes. It's, it's awful. Well, about a day star brings on the doctors like you that talk about the real facts, not the fake news. And that is what who I, we watch them all the time because you'll get the truth there and you'll find out the, the truth. But that's how I found out about Dr. Peter McCullough. Yes. We just returned from Dallas. We were, we in, were just there. Yes. Yeah, we were at, at Daystar, at Daystar. As, a, as a guest. We weren't on on as such, not not yet anyway. But they want our they wanted our uh, uh, press pack. So we sent everything and hand delivered it to Joni so that someday we'll be able to speak out there to millions of people. Yeah, well, very good. Well, I certainly hope that happens. I have not personally been on their show, but I have watched it many times. I'm very grateful for the work that she's doing. Yeah. And of course, it was tragic that she lost her husband yes. in yes. all of this. I, I have no way to know whether his death was related to the vaccine or something else, but um, I, I wondered about it. And it was just such a tragic loss because they have been such a powerful voice in bringing biblically based Christianity to the world. Yeah. So and he spoke against the vaccine. I mean, he was outspoken as, um, but that's, he didn't get the vaccine. And I don't think that's what uh, caused his death. I think they said it was a heart related, that yeah. it was an undiagnosed heart. He problem. had other medical issues too. Yeah. That he had to deal with. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and, and they thought he was better because he had COVID. But as it turned out, um, for some reason, he he passed away after I don't forty days, something like that. But well, COVID, COVID, um, the spike protein damage from the COVID illness and the abnormalities in blood clotting from the COVID illness can also cause cardiac death. Mm -hmm. just as it could cause death related to lung damage and lung failure. But if you get the shot on top of having mm -hmm. the COVID illness, the damage to the vascular system, the heart, the brain, and the endocrine organs is accelerated dramatically. It's like yeah. the shot is like putting gasoline on a fire. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, when, when we had COVID, when we got it uh, two years ago, our doctor, the same doctor that told us we were not going to get any vaccine, said our antibodies were off at the top. 
they were just at the top. He said, that's all you need to provide protection for, for your body is your antibodies. You know, what was interesting, Dr. Lee, is that we had COVID and we went through, especially Linda, went through a tough time with COVID. But our son, Rory, never had COVID that we knew of. Um, and uh, he was uh, very careful to not get COVID. Uh, he was so cute. He would bring us food at the door and knock on the door and leave because, you know, we didn't want to expose him. He would bring us food. He's such a caregiver. And we'd wait till he drove off and then we'd get our food. But that's the kind of sweetheart he was. Yeah. Just a sweetheart, sure a very caring sweetheart. Big, big boy, but a caring one. You know, they, <laughs> they call him that. On his obituary, it was uh, three pages long here in Branson. They called him Rory Lynn son of Bud and Linda Lynn, the gentle giant. Oh, lovely. Well, send me, send me quickly today his obituary, and we'll post it as a column with the show so that people can read about him. Okay. Okay. Oh, yes, we sure will do that. We will. Um, and basically, I think this has become a situation that is uh, very um very wrong. Uh, and I think sh people should be ha held accountable for it. I really do. Because uh, I, I think uh, our, our government and the, the folks that are that are working with the pharmaceutical CDC should understand and should know already that this is a this is something that's a crime. It really is. It should be, be held It needs to be exposed. I was just thinking about uh, our really top-notch attorney. He's a criminal attorney in Springfield. A year ago, he was heading to St. Louis, but he got his COVID shot two days before he arrived in St. Louis, and he died in his bed that night. And mm -hmm. it was it was vaccine-related. And there's so many cases, they don't bring them up. Everybody keeps it undercover. Why? Why are crimes like that kept undercover now? Well, uh, listen, we've been working nonstop seven days a week to expose all of this since it began. In fact, Truth for Health Foundation was one of the early organizations that called for a complete stop to the COVID shot campaign, August 4th, 2021, even before the military mandate went into effect on the 23rd we launched Stop the Shot campaign wow. with a panel of international experts on that first press conference program. Wow. Now, that press conference, was they were so threatened by the information we were bringing out that LifeSite News platform had a major cyber attack that was very sophisticated 30 minutes before our press conference was supposed to air. Wow. And we did four press conferences in the month of August, 2021 alone. Stop the shot campaign. Wow. And right. we have been going nonstop on that. We have a, a weekly vaccine report on the whistleblower report. We have inside pharma report every week on the whistleblower report, exposing all of the contamination, the lack of good manufacturing practices, the lies and deceptions from pharma about the safety of the shots the, and the data that they knew years before these were rolled out. 
they knew the danger. They knew that it damaged reproduction for the, of the ovaries and testes in all of the animal species tested that was researched done 15 years before the shot was rolled out and published in the pharmaceutical industry journals 12 years before the shots were rolled out. And they went ahead with the same technology knowing it was damaging to the ovaries and testicles. So why they would, why would they allow that? Why that's just plain? Well, because it, it was designed as a depopulation agenda, as yes. a weapon. And our Department of Defense knew that and was involved in it. And that has been yeah. exposed by multiple whistleblowers, Sasha Latapova and Catherine Watt. And many of our military whistleblowers working with Truth for Health Foundation. All of this, Dr. Mike Eden, former vice president and chief scientist worldwide for respiratory pharmacology for Pfizer Pharmaceutical Company, one of the top people at Pfizer in research and development of new drugs in the respiratory field, was speaking out on this beginning in October 2020 about the potential damage to human reproduction because of the the way in which the spike protein cross could cross react with the and trigger antibodies to a critical protein for development of a healthy placenta to support pregnancy. Mm. His first interviews on that were in October, 2020. Oh my. So this has been known. We have all been working to expose it. The censorship is massive, and the church has been silent about this evil. Mm -hmm. Across the board, there are very few churches, Protestant or Catholic, that have spoken out about this assault on God's gift of life. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. Yeah, uh, there's so many people um, that are speaking out on it. Uh, there are very credible people like you, Dr. Lee. Thank you for what you do. Mm-hmm. Thank God for you. Um, this Edward Dowd that uh, published this book that I've been reading here, he was. Yes, a, yes, he is he, outstanding. Yes, he is. He was uh, uh, head uh, or the, the guy that headed up uh, on Wall Street. Uh, BlackRock, which is a company that's bigger and larger than all the countries in the world, except for the United States and and China. Matter of fact, they were worth, I guess, uh, over $10 trillion. And he took this um, at his his part or the 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 money that he that he that he worked uh, the funds that he he worked with, there were he worked started out with two billion dollars, and he was so good at, at at his analysis that he turned out he worked he made it he, he turned it into fourteen billion dollars. So the fact is he's very credible, and he's really worked at this, and uh, and he and he has he has made this known now that uh, he's he's turned around now he's he's stopped working at BlackRock on Wall Street, and he's he's gone into this. This is very important to him. This is most important to him now is he's trying to uncover this situation that's going on here 
So uh, I wanted to bring that up. So we thank you so much for doing what you're doing. That's yes. for sure. Well, and you are welcome. This is this is God's calling because I I will I don't talk about it a lot in public, but it it was for you for the two of you and with in honor of your son and his ministry, this is perhaps an important time to share this with you. But it was January 1973 when Jesus appeared to me in a dream. Wow. I mean, it, it was so, so shocking that, that it woke me up in the middle of the night. And, and literally, I, my heart was pounding and I, I was like, wow, what was that? Hmm. And, and Jesus said, you are to leave teaching and become a physician. And I had no thought at that by that point of going to medical school, women were not getting accepted in that time frame when I graduated from college. So I was established. I had my master's degree and I wasn't thinking about going back to school. I was happily married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then this dream and that story that unfolded from there, it led three years later to my finally, as an older married woman, being accepted to medical school. Wow. And God is God is literally designed the whole tapestry of my career. I mean, what are the odds that we would be facing what we're facing now? And yet mm-hmm. I have this unusual background that equips me for this fight, just yeah. much like the story of Esther in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And that when, when, COVID it, and literally it was May 3rd, 2021, that God spoke to me again and said, activate the foundation. This is the time. This is the time. And I had completely forgotten that I had this 501c3 public charity that my husband and I had set up for a different war in medicine in 20, 2007. Wow. It was similar to the war on hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, but it was a different issue in 2007. Wow. And we, we had set up the public charity. It had been approved by the IRS. Everything was in place. And we had started the process of operationalizing it in 2008. And the economic crash hit. And that was not the time to start a new charity. And so we just kept it alive um, with the filings with the IRS, but inactive. And then during my husband's last illness, I I was too focused on keeping the medical practice going and taking care of him and never even thought about the foundation, never thought about it again until God literally, it was like a lightning bolt. Lee, you have the foundation activated. This is the time. Wow. It was like Habakkuk being told to write the vision and make and get it get it written down, which is what we did in organizing it. And then God says in verse three, chapter two, and if it doesn't come for a while, if it tarries, wait for it. It'll come in the Lord's time. And that's what happened. That's why we are in this fight and why I have the unique background to recognize 
all of this endocrine damage being so significant. So I look forward to finding ways to involve you with our work and help get Rory's. We have a medicine and ministry advisory council. We'd love to have you be part of it and help to share Rory's ministry and his life. And let's make his life count in a new way, even though he's not physically here. And we'd like to help you with that. So God bless you for being with us today. We're at the end of today's program. I really thank you for being here. And may God comfort you in your loss. And may you find a home with us to carry Rory's legacy forward. Thank you, Dr. Lee, thank very much. Thank you very much. You are welcome. And for all of you listening, join our crusade to stand against this assault on life and freedom. This is God's gift of life and freedom, and we are here to defend it. Join us. We are silent no more. 